he trusts that this night will be cold outside. And that, uh, but we won't be cold inside. We pray that the Holy Spirit will just warm our hearts in such a way until we'll know that his presence is so tangible. I believe he's just as tangible tonight as the light is on my hands. Don't you believe that? He's just as real as the light or just as real as anything that you can touch with the five senses. Uh, the five senses wasn't given to man to contact God with, however. Five senses was given to man to contact his earthly home. We contact God by faith, the sixth sense. These five senses control this body, but the sixth sense is faith. Have you heard this old saying about people from Missouri they have to show me? And seeing is believing. Have you ever heard that? Seeing is believing. I want to show you just how simple that is. As seeing is believing. Seeing is not believing. I can prove that that's wrong. Now, we, uh, we have five senses that control the human body. And they're see, taste, feel, smell, hear. That's the five senses. Now, um, come here, Brother Weed, just a moment. I don't want to use you as an example of something, but make you conspicuous. But Now, there's a man standing before me that's uh, tall, and he has uh, uh, kind of a check suit on light. How many believe that's the truth? Let's see your hands everywhere. you believe that's the truth? How do you know that he's standing there? I know he's standing there by only one reason, and that is the sense of sight says he's standing there. I see him. But now I do not see him, but yet I know he's standing there. Would anyone care to argue with me and say he's not standing there? Would you try to argue me down? I know he's there. It's impossible for me to see him. But I know he's there because I have a sense of feeling that tells me he's there. And it's the same man because his arms are way up. See, I have to reach. He's a big man. It's the same man. And I know he's there because I can feel him. I cannot see him. So seeing is not believing, is it? I believe he's there, and yet I cannot see him. And I know he's there just as well as I was looking at him because I'm contacting him by the sense of feeling. Now, it's impossible for me to feel him now. He's come out of my reach. My sense of feeling is inaccurate. But I know he's there because I see him. See what I mean? Thank you, Brother Lee. See, so seeing is not believing. Feeling is believing sometimes. Is that right? Now, we'll meet the card on there. There's music. How many, how, many, how many believes that was music? Let's see your hands. All right. I'll put your hands down. Now, how many seen it? Well, how do you know it was music? I thought seeing was believing. Yet there was music, and you did not see it, yet you believe it. Why? You didn't feel it, did you? You didn't smell it. You didn't taste it. But you heard it. Is that right? And all it has hearing heard that. It has a sense of hearing. Heard that sound because it was music. And you know it. So then seeing is not believing, is it? Certainly not. Now what is faith? Faith is the substance, not just the mythical thought. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things you do not see, taste, feel, smell, are here. There's none of the senses declare it, yet the sixth sense, which is faith, the outside man is governed by five senses, see, taste, feel, smell, and hear. The inside man is governed by two senses, either faith or unbelief. If you believe it, it's just as real to you as if any of the natural senses of the body declare it. And truly, these senses of the body can be fooled, but faith is absolutely infallible. If you go to the court and you say you, was, you saw uh, something happen, an accident, and you were looking through a window, they won't take your word for it. No, sir. Your sight sometimes is a double vision. And you can see things that is not. For instance, you go down the road in a hot summer day, 
or across the field and you look and you see a mirage. It looks just like water. Many times in the desert, people dying will run to these, throw uh, sand up on them, thinking they're bathing water. It's an optical illusion. You look and you see the, the water just as plain as it can be, but it's not water. See? But faith is positive. Look at Peter that night when he was rowing in the boat, and he rowed all night fishing, he had caught nothing. And the next morning, of course, any fisherman knows how discouraging that is to, to fish all night and catch nothing. So he had sat down and on the side of the bank and washed the net, him and the other fishermen. And Jesus came by, and he began to speak. And I can hear Peter say, let's pick up this stump and go down and sit down and listen. The man's a little different. He talks different from other men. Let's see what about this year, Nazarene, holy roar. So they go down and sits down by the, by the side of it where he was talking. And I see him move up a little closer. And first thing you know, he uh, barred Peter's boat and got in. The crowds begin to press on to him. And he got out in the boat and began to teach the people. And after he got through teaching, he told Peter, said, now, I want you to launch out into the deep and let down for the drop. Now, Peter was just not an ordinary uh, fellow fish one or two nights. He knowed all the signs of fishing, just how the moon's supposed to be, just how the waters are. And they'd fished all night long, and it had taken nothing. Now, just think. Here it is. I want you to get it. See, they had feasted all night and had taken nothing, and yet Jesus told them to go right straight back where they'd been fishing and drop down the nets and get a whole drop of fish. Now, if they had just feasted through that water an hour before, hour after hour all night long, and had taken not even one fish, how in the world are you going to drop the net down and get a whole bunch of fishes? They're just not running. It just doesn't even look reasonable, sensible. But Peter said, listen at him, here's what it is. Lord, we have seen all night and taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I'm going to let down the net. There you are. It's taking God at his word, not what you feel or taste or, or what this says or that says. It's taking God at his word. At thy word, Lord, I'm going to let down the net. I don't know how they're going to be there. But if you, if there wasn't any there, and Peter let down the net with faith believing that God would fulfill his word, faith will put some there. And it did do it. It did do it. Fish was there. And you say, well, Brother Branham, I've been to the doctor. He tells me I can't get well. The man, maybe he's honest. I believe he would be. I believe any doctor that would have mercy on people, if the man's done all, he knows how to do all the intelligence God giving, he's tried to help you, he's done his part, that's all he can do. What did he say? You're going to die. There, you've got cancer, you've got something, and we've operated, and it won't stop it, it's still going on, and there's nothing we can do about it. We can't cut any farther, we'd kill you if you cut any farther, so we can't do nothing about it. But Jesus said... <laughs> All things are possible to them that believe. Then if you can accomplish uh, enough faith, get enough faith, not here, but here, get enough faith here to believe that you're going to be healed by God, reason out and tell him you're going to serve him and all you're going to do, and make your promises to God, and there can be enough faith dropped down in your heart that you believe it with all your heart, soul, and mind that you're going to get well. There isn't enough demons in hell to keep you sick. At thy word, Lord, I'll let down the net. You might have pulled through every sane, every hole of water, or every doctor's office, and every hospital there is in the country. You might have been here, there, and other places trying your best to get well, doing all that you know how to do. But yet, you take God at his word. No, if the doctors, doctors are God's servants. And they try to do everything they can. They can only do what they have knowledge to do, all that God's given knowledge to do. But if they've done all they can do and can do nothing else, and it looks like your time is set, and yet you can pray and tell God that 
you're going to serve him, you're going to do something for him, you're going to help his kingdom, you're going to make the world a better place, you're going to help his church, you're going to help win souls for him, and give him a reason, and then say, God, if you'll heal me up on, those, up on that, I'll serve you all the days of my life, and God drops a little faith down there in that heart and tells you so, no matter what the doctor said, God's word so. At thy word, Lord, it's finished. Yes, sir. I know that to be the truth. Oh, have faith in God. How that the sovereignty and the, the mercies of God, how that he'll come to us and we poor, uh, wormless people, uh, little old people sitting here on the world like a bunch of jellyfish, and yet we try to take our intelligence and tell God what to do. When he measures a standing up long go out at Mount Palmer in California and look through a big glass there, I could see 120 million years of life space. Break that down into miles and see how, how many miles you run a row of nines around uh, Owensboro to try to break it down in miles. Of how many billions and billions and billions of miles and beyond there is moons and stars and worlds and planets just on the endless. And God made them every one. And how can we bottle ourselves down as a little bitty old mind like ourselves to try to say, well, uh, God might have said it, but I just can't believe it's so. Oh, my. I just take him at his word and say it's so and believe it and make my confession, stand on God's word, and that settles it. Some, some time ago, a few years ago, when Mayo Brothers, one of the best clinics in the nation, been interviewed there twice since then, said to me, it's impossible, Reverend Branham, for you ever get well. I said, God, if you'll let me get well, I'll serve you with all my heart. And something anchored down there. Uh, to make it, here's what Mayo said. I know what God said. And tonight I'm in better health than I ever was in all my life. I never did weigh up to that time over 128. I nearly weigh 160 tonight. It just goes to show that now the man was honest. I'm not discrediting Mayo's brother's clinic. No, sir. Them men were honest and they were a good men and they did everything they knowed how to do. But that's all they know is just the end of their knowledge. But faith has no end. Amen. Oh, I love that. I tell you, that takes the wishbone out and puts the backbone in there. That's right. It makes you stand. When you know that God is for you and he's promised it and he said he'd do it and he's good to his word. If that word's no good, then there is no God. If, that can't, if I can't trust that, if I can't hang my soul on every phase of that Bible, then it's no good at all. I don't want nothing to do with it. If I was against, if I didn't believe it, I'd be against God tonight. I'd say there is no such a thing. But I believe every word of it is true, and every divine promise is a seed that'll produce just exactly what it said it would do, if you'll take the right mental attitude towards it. Remember this. The right mental attitude towards any divine promise of God will bring it to pass. Try it. No try it. Just go do it. If you've got enough behind you to push you and say, I can do it, by God's grace I will do it, then God's with you. But if you're just a wishy-washy, well, I'll go up and see if they can do anything for me. No. You're not long ago there's a man come to my place who said, Brother Branham, said, I went over to, I believe the Brother Cole's meeting, said he couldn't do me no good. And said, I went to Brother Jagger's meeting, said, he couldn't do me no good. I went to Brother Robert's meeting. He couldn't do me no good. Said, I'd come see if you could help me. I said, you're going away the same way. I said, you're going to the wrong man. I said, you're going to man. Go to God. Who can help you? I said, these men are all right. Brother Cole, Brother Roberts, and Jaggers, and them brothers, they're fine men. And they're, they're godly men. But they're a man. Go to Christ. He's the one who did it. Brother Jagger's never died for you. By Brother Jagger's stripes you wasn't healed, or Brother Robert's, by Christ's stripes you were healed. They're just men to point you to that as ministers. I said, that's all I could do, was point you to, and any true divine gift of God will always recognize the cross is the finished works of God right there forever. Redemption, redemptive blessing. There's where he was wounded for our transgressions. There's where he was a bruise for our iniquities. There's where the chastisement of our peace is up on him. There's is where the stripes healed us. 
I can say this on the authority of God's word that every man and woman in this building tonight is already healed in the sight of God. By his stripes we were, were his past tense. Is that right, brethren? We were healed. When? 1900 years ago. Every sinner in the world was forgiven of every sin they ever did 1900 years ago. Is that right? He's, he's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Is that right? Then everybody was forgiven back under 1900 years ago, but it will never do you any good until you accept it as your personal Savior. Then when you accept it, Jesus doesn't come and die again for someone. See? He just died once. We accept our, our salvation, that what he has finished works at Calvary. Then now, by his stripes, we were healed. We don't, he doesn't come down and heal us each time, and we just it takes your own individual faith. I've heard people talk about gifts of faith, gifts of healing. Sure, the Bible speaks of gifts of healing. Well, what is this gift of healing? A power has been given to a man to heal another? No, sir. There's not one man could heal another. Never. And all the medicine we got in the world never did heal anybody. Never will heal anybody. I know you're disagreeing with me, many of you, on that. But I want to ask you something. Let's look this way just for a minute and be reverent. For instance, what if I cut my hand tonight? There isn't enough medicine in the world to heal that cut in my hand. Any medicine that would heal that knife cut in my hand would heal a knife cut in my coat. Would heal a knife cut on this table. Well, you say, Brother Brandon, medicine wasn't made for your coat or for the table. It was made for your body. Well, what if I cut my hand tonight and I would fall down dead. And they'd embalm my body with a fluid and make me look natural for 50 years. And let them come every day and give me a penicillin shot, sew that up, give me penicillin, keep infections out, which is all right. In 50 years from the day, that cut will be just exactly like it was the day it was made there. Well, you say, certainly, Brother Brandon. That's right. Well, why don't it heal? Why don't penicillin heal it? Why don't the salve and methylate and everything else you're putting, why don't it heal it? There's not a salve, there's not a penicillin, there's not nothing in the world that will build tissue. You say the life's gone out of your body. That's right. Well then, which if the medicine is the healer, the medicine would heal regardless. If it's the healer, it won't take the life. But life is the healer, and if you'll tell me what life is, I'll tell you who God is. For God is life. It's life that does the healing. Now, you don't want to discard the medicine. The medicine keeps it clean while God does the healing. If I broke my arm and would die, and they'd come set my arm, just keep putting splints on it, and they lay it there, and 40 years from now, that arm would be broke just exactly like it was when it was broke. If the life's gone out of my body. But the doctor sets the bones in places, but God does the healing. Life. Amen. I'm not amen in myself. If you won't say it, I will. <laughs> I, I, I believe I'm just an old-fashioned, uh, I'm just an old-fashioned backwoods preacher that believes in old-time, heartfelt, sky-blue, sin-killing religion. That's right. That believes the old-fashioned way. And I believe that man, when he's born of God, he becomes the son of God. The supernatural power of God dwells in him. We have a supernatural God. We have a supernatural life. We have a... I believe that any man that's born of the supernatural spirit believes in the supernatural. We got a supernatural resurrection. We got a supernatural heaven. We'll have a supernatural rapture. I believe the whole thing's built up around supernatural. And if a man is born of the Spirit of God, he believes in the supernatural, he can't help it because he's the Son of God. And that's the reason tonight we got so many old cold formal indifferent God-forsaken backslidden churches because men and women are not born of the Spirit of God, they had no taste of God, they don't know nothing about God and all they know is theology, and that's the reason you can't get them to believe a thing. That's exactly right. You got to get the man right in his heart first before he can believe. He ain't got nothing to believe on. He ain't got nothing to believe with. I'm sure the little infant brain of a man knows nothing about belief. 
He's got to have something in there stimulates his faith and makes him look yonder to his Creator and believes that very God that blowed the moon and stars off of his hands can do all things. This world was made by faith. God spoke the world into existence. This very world that we're sitting on right tonight is nothing else but the Word of God materialized. If it didn't work, did you get the material to make it out of? He said, let there be, and there was. And every word of God has got to be so. God, and he has to keep his word. And you take any divine promise in your heart and say, that's my personal property. It belongs to me. I am a believer. And accept it on that basis and watch what it'll do. It'll make cancers move. It'll make blind eyes come open. It'll make cripples walk. It'll make deaf hear. I know what I'm talking about. Or I'll put it to a test and to an experience now for years and years around the whole world, and the whole world knows about it. But the trouble of it is that men and women are born in this world, some born to be condemned. And you preach the gospel, it's just like pouring water on a duck's back. Runs right off and has no effect at all. Right. Men and women who can grasp the promise of God and say it's my personal property, every man that's born to the Spirit of God is given a checkbook by Jesus Christ with his name signed on it, ever checked. If you're afraid to fill it out, that's your bad love. That's right. Brother, anything Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive it, you shall have it. Whatsoever things you believe. If I need healing, I just write it out the check and put it in the deposit and say, I'm sending it to Calvary. There's where it was paid for. There's where you deposited. Hallelujah. The first thing you know, the re- blessings will be flowing back and the sickness will be gone. Be well and rejoicing again. Amen. You know what Owens Bernese down here is a good old-fashioned, God-sent, Holy Ghost revival. Before you have, that's exactly. And then you have a healing meeting. Exactly right. If I tell you that this world, America, isn't in one of the most polluted shapes that I've ever seen in my life, if there's any place in the world that this world needs missionaries, it's the United States of America. An educated heathen far worse to fool with than an uneducated. What do you think about that, Dr. Bosworth? He's done learned. He'll stand here and look at the miracles of God and he'll say, Well, Dr. So-and-so said that was theology. That was uh, mental telepathy. Well, I believe it's the devil. Set there, puffed up like that. Was... No wonder condemnation, no wonder judgment hangs over this nation is because you Call be called by the name of a Christian nation and rejected the very principles of Christianity. Exactly right. Billy Graham, not long ago, having a meeting, went into a certain city and said they had 30,000 converts. They were chased down 30 days and that couldn't find 30 converts. The trouble of it is you're asking people to stand up and accept Christ as five personal testimonies, stand up like that, and that's all they know about it, worked up under a little mental tele- uh, enthusiasm, and the next thing you know, it's gone. The only way that man will ever stay is for him to lay down there and die out to self and be reborn again by the Spirit of God and filled with the Holy Ghost. Then he's no more his own. God took him over and got full control and moving in him. Then he can't be nothing else, for God has made a new creature out of him. That's what's the matter today. We teach in theology and little old baby petty things. They keep referring back to what Moody said and what A.B. Simpson said. They were a good man, but they've lived their day. 150 years ago, the greatest science in the world was a French science said if a man ever made the terrific speed of 20 miles an hour, gravitation take him off the earth. Ah, how nonsense. Science has got him going 900 miles an hour now in a jet plane or something like that and still taking him farther. He never refers back to them. Moody had a message of his day. Simpson had of his day. Calvin and all the rest of them had it in their day. But this is another day. They were going in an ox cart. We're a jet plane moving on. Brother, I tell you, the untapped resources of God hangs here before us where all things are possible. It's a shame that man keeps looking back this way instead of looking up that way. Jesus said in St. Matthew, the 13th chapter, when a sore went forth and sowed the seeds, and someone come behind him, an enemy, and sowed weeds. And uh, the husbandman said, Shall I pull them up? He said, Let them both grow together. At that day I'll make the decision. The angels will come and take out the wheat and so forth, burn the tares with uh, fire. 
Now, we're always talking about how wicked the world is. That's true. How women smoking cigarettes and, and, and man and uh, drinking and water and slop and beer and stuff the way we're doing today and sin on every hand, churches and ministers and all smoking, drinking, gambling, running to parties and picture shows, dances, hell dives and everything else. We all talk about how wicked that is. You always look into that. That's the weed. But let me tell you something, brother. You forget to know that the church is growing at the same time. They're both coming together. The power of the Holy Ghost is coming in, killing out sin, making new creatures in Christ Jesus, bringing forth signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen. Yes, you think I'm a noisy Baptist, but I'm one Baptist who got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yes, sir. I believe, brother, I believe what we need is an old-fashioned God-sent stirring. Right. We'll never get anywhere till we do it. I think in here, Brother Boz, we're sitting here there in South Africa with nearly 100,000 people gathered out there, and they've seen one miraculous turning of God, and 30,000 was ready to accept Jesus Christ. And one prayer, one prayer, thousands raised to their feet on crippled beds and everything, on beds where they'd be crippled in cots and stretchers and clubs and piled them up in the carloads. One prayer, they've seen God, Jehovah, moving in his power, that settled it. But we Americans, we're well fed and furred and feathered, and we sit around, well, my pastor don't believe in that kind of stuff. I'll go over here and see what, no wonder you can't get nowhere. <laughs> the truth, the shame. We don't recognize God in his power and his deity and his moving. It's a shame. Oh, well, we're ready for judgment and we're sure going to get it. That's right. That's right. My people, the call by my name, if they'll assemble themselves together and pray, then I'll hear from heaven. But how can we do that with everything else hanging in our roads and things like that and all these different... Poor little old America. Why, it's a shame. we got a church on every corner and each pastor fighting. I'm afraid to let a sponsor one of meetings like that. They'll pull some of my people away. Why, it's a meal ticket. It's a shame. Right. What are you thinking about a meal ticket and millions that are dying in heathenism? Why, we got preachers hanging all around everywhere and fussing about their little churches and their organizations and tearing up this and that and another starting at one another. Why, it's a disgrace. It's not fair for um, one man to hear the gospel twice when one man has not heard it at all. Time somebody got the moving out of, we've had theology teaching for 2,000 years, and, thir and over two-thirds of the earth has, uh, the people of the world has never heard about Jesus Christ. What is it? The word teaching theology has lived its day, it's finished. We've got to have signs and wonders and powers and what that thing, what they've been sending missionaries. Rob talked in Louisville, Kentucky there one night at the medical board or at the Jewish hospital. Some doctors had me were talking on divine healing. We went from there to a ministerial meeting. There was a bishop that told me I had a nightmare when I told him the angel of the Lord appeared to me. And he was sitting there and he said, we'll have Brother Branham to speak for us tonight. Oh, how well I like that. I thought, here it is. Now, our own church has been sending missionaries to Africa for at least 150 years. That's right. Sending missionaries to Africa. We spent millions and millions and millions of dollars. And when I found them, asked Brother Bosworth, tearing lion's claws, little mud idols, enchantments. Oh, yes, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. I'm a Christian. But I said, what are you tearing that idol for? Well, if my father packed it. And uh, one day the lion got after him, and he set it down and said a little prayer, built up a fire. The lion went away. I said, well, the fire will run the lion away. Not the prayer of the witch. But are you a Christian? Yes. Well, if a moya, the word of moya means the unseen, like the wind, see. It says, if a moya fails, then this won't. See, I have two gods and call themselves Christians. Brother, when you've seen God in his power... To make the blind to see and the deaf to hear, they broke those idols on the ground and received Jesus Christ. One more soul to Christ in five minutes' time on what clergy calls fanaticism than all the money and theology you put together in 150 years. Hallelujah! God's way is right. 
Get out of your own way and get in God's way. You take God at his word and move on. Amen. Brother Bosworth's your preacher, but I, that <laughs> my heart was hurting. Amen. I'm going to read some scripture found in the fourth chapter of St. Matthew. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every manner of of sickness and all manners of diseases among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatics, and those which had the palsy, and he healed them. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. That same Jesus come here purpose to die to go back to the Father, to send back His Spirit upon us all, to move the same kind of miracles in the church. You say, well, let me see you go heal some. That's what they said when He passed through the pool of Bethesda and left that great multitude of crippled and lame people. That's what they said when He come into His own country and He could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. When people get their faith off of man and down to God, you'll see miracles. When you get all this your embalming fluid that's been pumped into you out so the Holy Spirit can take its place, then you'll find miracles and signs and wonders. That's right. But until you do that, you're dead. That's right. You can't, you can't, you ain't got nothing to base yourself on. You're just as bottomless as you can be. So if you haven't got the Holy Ghost, Get out and receive it. Put them in the mind of birds. In the spring of the year, they fly around, build their nest. They lay a nest full of eggs. And the old female bird, she can lay a nest full of eggs. But if she hasn't been with that male bird, they're not fertile. She could sit on that nest, and she, she got so poor she couldn't fly off. She could warm those eggs and turn them over every day and starve herself to death on those eggs. But if she hasn't been with the male bird, a touch of the fertile of the mate, it'll never hatch. Just like a lot of these churches around here. Brother, I tell you, you can take them in as memberships and put their name on the board, but until they're in contact with Jesus Christ, you can make them deacons and everything else. It's a nest full of rotten eggs. They'll never believe. Right. Might as well clean the nest out and start over new again. Let him get in contact with the germ of life, the mate, Christ, who'd be a life to man. Then you'll find a man who'll step up there and say, I'll take God at his word. What God says settles it with me. I don't care what Dr. Jones said. I know what God said. That settles it. Amen. That's what the world needs today, friends. Is, uh, they don't need a new mayor. They have elections and all this. As far as I'm concerned, it's all right. They do their business. But what the world needs today is a good old-time St. Paul's revival and the Bible Holy Ghost. What the church needs today. Let us pray just a moment. Our Heavenly Father, as my heart stirs to look out across this beautiful nation of ours who the forefathers sprinkle their blood up and down here and trust in you, and to think that their children has lost out to think of George Washington before Valley Forge. To think of the death of Abraham Lincoln born in this same country. When shot laying dimes that turned my face toward the setting of the sun started our Father who art in heaven. Oh, God. Well, much we can do about it, Lord. You said there come a falling away and so we just got it. But help us, Lord, as warriors to Stand in the breach. Help us to scream out against wrong. And to call what's right, right, and what's wrong, wrong. And tonight, you're trying to represent before this poor little bunch of people a little handful, like a bunch of geese have been shot into. Thousands of them down here in a drinking, picture shows, places filled up. As you said, as the days of Noah, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. 
eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, and knew it not until the day that Noah entered into the ark, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. America, America, what a voice of warning against you. Your sins are heaping to the moon and stars. God has remembered his promise. Return, O nation, to your God. Father, I pray tonight that in the name of thy Son, Jesus, to this little group of poor people gathered here, some of them are sick and dying, Lord. They're in need. Maybe they have been indoctrinated with doctrines of devils that's tried to have a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. But somehow you spoke to their hearts and got them out here. Give them a turning spot now. Give them a place that they're ready to come. And help us, Lord, to be bold and speak as Paul of old. Help us, Lord. May your Spirit come tonight and anoint your servant. And may the hand of the Almighty God be seen in this building tonight. That when we go out of here tonight, we could say it with those who came from Emmaus that day. Did not our hearts burn within us because of his presence? For we asked it in his name. Amen. Excuse me, friends, for taking your time like that. <clears throat> Usually my preaching Sunday afternoon. I get in that, the anointing kind of bothers me. But... Remember, the anointing of preaching is altogether different from the anointing of the angel of the Lord. One, you're just being blessed, the other, and it's taken out of you. How many knows that is to be, knows of that? The prophet Daniel saw one vision, and when he did, he said he was troubled at his head for many days. One vision. Well, never this side of eternity will you ever realize what I, it is. All right. Where's Billy? Now look, I was speaking about ministers. I don't mean these men here. There are ministers who believe they wouldn't be sitting here if they didn't believe. But I'm talking about those people who says all oh, this stuff into it. The Bible speaks of those people. You all think the Antichrist is somebody like communism? Joe Stalin or some of those guys? That's wrong. The Antichrist is just religious as it can be, almost to deceive the very elect if possible. That's the Antichrist. All right, let's call uh, about 10 or 15 of the people and try praying for them. The rest of you out there, how many doesn't have a prayer card, does not have a prayer card, yet wants to be prayed for? Raise your hand. And just get a conception of where you're sitting, you know, and I can see about... All right. I'm going to ask you something. If you believe what I've told you to be the truth, and you believe the angel of the Lord is near, I want you to come and just sit, or just, just sit where you are and pray and say, God, I believe that to be the truth, and see if God doesn't speak to you. And try. Now remember, if there happens to be a critic or someone who is an unbeliever, I will not be responsible for that person. By the law, I have to say that. Because I've been caught four or five times, you see. Because remember, diseases goes from one to another. See? And unbelief, it's a very... Any demon that's away from the people, an unbeliever is a perfect subject for the, the demon. Remember the demons that was cast out of the maniac in Gadaria? They said, let us go into those hogs. And they did. And the hogs drowned in the sea. I have faith and believe. Be reverent. Don't move around during time of prayer. We're praying and trying my best. Some of these people here will be your dads and mothers or somebody's dad and mother, brothers and sisters. And they're here not for fun. They're here to be made well. And I'm trying before God to do my part to help them, to pray for them. And you'd be sincere enough to help me pray for them. All right? Let's call up. Prayer card number one. What is the letter? R. One who has that prayer card. 
2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Let's make those first and see if there's someone we have to pack or something. Move over here to this side, if you will. All right, let's... How many did we get last night? 10 or 15? All right, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. R to 15 and see how that comes out. Now, everyone softly, if you will, now let's sing. Only believe, if you will. Only believe. Only believe. All things are Now, there isn't one thing that he could do for the man, only do something maybe to stimulate his faith, to, to tell him maybe what was wrong with him. If he's a sinner, he'd tell him to go get right with God. But as far as healing, Jesus could not heal him. Do you know that? He's already done it. How can he do the second time what he's already done? He said, when I died at Calvary, I healed you. Don't you believe that? Don't you believe that would be his message to them? He can't do this. <clears throat> he can't do it the second time. What he's done once, he can't redo. Now it's up to this man's faith. Now, as far as his life, or what's wrong with him, Jesus would know. He went about. He said he'd done nothing but what the Father showed him. And he'd look at the people. He knew what they were doing, what they had done. What would be their future? And he told them. You know what the preacher said about him? That he was Beelzebub, a fortune teller. That's right. And they crucified him upon that. Now, but he said, if they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call his disciples? Is that right? But he said, the things that I do shall you do all, even to the end of the world. Is that right? Now, if Jesus is raised from the dead and he's living among us tonight, then he's living in his church. There is nothing that could be hid from him because he knows all things. And he'd know this man. He'd know you. He'd know everybody. Is that right? So there is nothing that could be hid from him. Now, I want to ask you something. I want you to give me your undivided attention. Watch this way. I want you to pray. I want you to be sincere. I want you to believe God with all your heart. While I talk to this man this morning. Now, when the master met the woman at the well, he just, first thing he done, he said, bring me a drink. And she said, it's not customary for the Jews to have any dealing with the Samaritans. He said, but if you know who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. Why, she said, the well's deep and you had nothing to draw with. And the conversation went on until he found out just exactly what was wrong with her and he told her what her trouble was. Is that right? How many believe that all Christians? He told her where her trouble was. And she said, what did she say? She said, I perceive that you are a prophet. And she went to the city and said, come see a man that told me uh, all things I've done. Isn't this the very Christ? And he come in, he never done no miracles in the city. He talked to them and explained to them, and they all believed on him. Is that right? That he was the Son of God. Now, if he's raised from the dead, you do the same thing. Now, I want to talk to this man. He's the first one here <clears throat> after being preaching. Now, if Jesus Christ will come tonight and do the same thing for this man that he did to that woman or to Philip or to any that rests alone, then you'll believe him as the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? Now, sir, you and I are strangers together. i never seen you in my life, did I? We're perfect strangers. Is that right? If it is raised up, we've never seen each other. No way at all for me to know anything about you. Nothing in the world. We were born maybe miles apart, and I don't know you, and you don't know me, and that's just, that's, we're just two men met here. Now, if there is something that God will reveal 
to you, you know it will have to come from some supernatural resource. You'll have to admit that. And you'll know whether it's the truth or not. And if he tells you what your life has been, then he'll tell you what your life will be. And if what has been, you know that's true, whether you know whether it's true or not. If he tells you what will be, then you'll have confidence to believe that he you know what was surely knows what will be. Is that right? That's, that's true. You, you'd have to know that. Now, of course, anyone in the audience knows that I'm waiting, stalling. That's what it is. It's for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I just, without him, uh, if he wouldn't reveal to me, I just wouldn't, uh, I couldn't speak to the man no more than just what I'm doing now. But God would have to do something. And I do not feel where he's at at this time. And that's the reason I'm talking to you. To get my mind from that preaching and from disturbance and so forth to get settled down to to talk with you. Now, but I know that he, he sees us. For he said, not even a sparrow could fall to the street without your heavenly Father knowing. And if he knows the death of a sparrow, how much more does he know of this time? That when... People are standing and praying, and the whole audience of people gathered together and praying. You know what? Now, you're aware that something's taking place now. That's, that's just what it is. It's the Holy Spirit. Now, this man's a perfect stranger, but just at this very moment, the angel of the Lord has moved down here right to where I'm standing. You're conscious of that, aren't you? That something's going on. Now, that's just his presence. Have you ever seen the picture of it? That light? They got Washington, D.C. tucked here some time ago. That's, that's what you're feeling now. It's actually because you are a Christian, a born-again Christian. And, and your spirit is subject to that spirit. Now, there's, if I be his servant, and now... I become anointed with his spirit, then, and you are something wrong with you, of course that spirit will try to help you, because it's all in Christ. Is that right? You, you believe that I'm able to do this through God? You believe. You have, you've been to a doctor. I see a man with his back turned to me, uh, a doctor, and he's examining you. And it's, uh, it's something in the throat. It's a condition in your throat. And it's a, it's a pocket over on the side of your throat where saliva goes into your throat. And if that, he's wanting to operate. And uh, you can't do it because the operation is too expensive. For, for the operation. And he tells you that it's dangerous if it moves over, that it's going to kill you, take your life. If it's... Is, is that true? Now, did, you heard... That was my voice. It was me speaking. It was my voice, but it wasn't me speaking. Now, ever what it was, I don't know what it was, because it's another dimension. You see, I, it's another world. But was that true? If it is, raise your Every word of it true? true. I have x-rays from the hospital at, uh, that they took at, uh, at uh, Hopkinsville, and it showed the pocket and, uh, coming from the esophagus, and the food goes into that pocket, and instead of going down it, in the channel where it should go, and they want to operate and that would be cost $500 to operate. It's a very tricky operation. And uh, I just feel that the Lord will have to God bless you. Come here, my brother. Hallelujah. Our <laughs> Heavenly Father, be merciful to my brother who is seriously ill and life is just as much to him as it is to anyone. And he's come with real faith believing that you will help him. And as your servant, I lay my hands upon him in commemoration of the word of our Lord Jesus and ask for his healing. God, may his sickness or affliction, whatever it is that's on him, may it leave him, and may he be made well. 
We ask this blessing, the church together, we ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, brother. I want you to come testify for us and tell us what God has done for you. After a few days, two or three days, come back and let us know what has happened. God bless you, brother. Do you believe with me? God bless you, brother. Now, where's Billy? Is it? Was this your patient? You bring on it. The Lord Jesus Christ is marvelous. How He has done exceedingly abundantly great, mighty works and miracles for us in His glory. Now. My brother, I want you to look this away. Do you believe with all your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ? With him? And you believe that he has sent me, his servant, to help you? You do. Then we are strangers to each other, are we? But you know that, that it's just as the man passed by. See, when something is said, I, I, it's not me talking. No more than it is that glass giving light. It's the current that's giving the light. See, the glass has nothing, it just reflects the light. And the only thing I can do is just reflect what he says, say, or what he takes over. Do you believe that with all your heart? And do you believe, and knowing that you and I being strangers, my brethren, and if God is loving and kind, he wants to help you, and if he sent me to help you, I couldn't heal you, you know, because it was, it, God's already did that. The only thing I could do would just be to preach the gospel, if that was my calling, to preach the gospel, to explain the word, or to, if I would be a, one who had a gift of speaking with tongues to interpret, or if I'd be a prophet, then I will understand. Is that right? And I will know what's wrong with you. Is that right? Because God reveals his secrets to his prophets. Is that true? And you believe that to be the truth? You, um, you have been very sick, and uh, you've been suffering with a, a, a pressure of the blood, a low blood pressure, and you got a, a heart trouble. Say you've been in the hospital this year. Three times this year, and almost died. Is that true? Only God can spare your life, my brother. Come here just a minute. Merciful Father, to my little brother, I'm thinking of Zacchaeus who climbed up the tree who was small in statue. I pray that you'll let him go down the other side now to be well. Grant it, dear God, and may this disease leave his body and never be bothered no more from this night henceforth. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you, my brother. Report to me in a few days when you do that. I want you people to, to understand now, watch these people now. You can't see any visible things. Now, when the death comes up or the blind, you see that happen. The man's healed just the same as the deaf or the blind. See? Just the same. All right, come, sir. And um, you have faith and you believe and God will bring it to pass. That's the only thing, the only solution there is, is through God. I'd be just as reverent as you can. I ask you as Christian people to be reverent. Don't move around. It disturbs me. See, every person in here is a spirit. Do you know that? Say Amen. Every one of you is a spirit. If it wasn't, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be alive. See? And then when that spirit moves, or there's an interference, it's a battle. And we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but powers. Now, you're the patient, aren't you, sir? Now, I do not know you. I suppose i never seen you in my life. If I did, I don't remember. We're perfect strangers. And... Do you believe that you're standing in his presence? Not your brother here. His presence. You do. You um, believe that with all your heart. God bless you. You have uh, you've had an operation. 
you see in a hospital and they're operating for a, 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 a bladder of the condition, isn't that right? And they've taken out the, the prostate glands and you have a tube right now. Is that true? It seems to me that I'll see standing between you and I a pulpit. Haven't you been a minister, a preacher, or our preacher? Is that right? Is that true? Yes, sir. Well, God bless you, my dear brother. Jesus Christ will make you whole. Come here and let me pray. Our Heavenly Father, I ask you to be merciful to our brother, and may the power of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, make this man, your servant, altogether whole, Lord, that he'll be well again so he can preach the gospel. Grant it, Lord, and bless him, I pray, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, my brother. Let's be hearing your report in a few days. God be with you. Could the audience, God is a spirit, and we must worship him. Could we say, praise the Lord? Are you believing with all your heart, all your soul and mind? God bless you. What's you weeping for, sister? Look here at me just a minute. Don't weep. It's time to rejoice. What you afraid about? What you scared of? You're suffering with a cancer and you know it. It's a tumor's cancer and it's in the female gland. Isn't that right? You've had a prayer card to come to this platform and you were scared to come. Is that the truth? I'm not reading your mind, but you can't hide your life. Ever spiriting your subject to me right now. Right. Don't be scared. God's your healer. Don't be afraid to come up here and you don't have to come up here. If you just believe right where you are, God will heal you. Do you accept it now as your healing? God bless you. You have been. You accept your healing now? God bless you. May you go and God's peace be upon you. And may the cancer die and may you live for the glory of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. I pray. God bless you. All right. Thank you. Would you like to go with the diabetes and things? May you be made well. You would? You accept your healing right now? Father, I pray that you'll bless our sister, and may she go, and may she be healed as she goes. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, sister. Now, go. It seems very little. God said, if they lay their hands on the sick, they what? Say it real loud. They shall recover. What more could our Heavenly Father do? Would you come, sir? There's nothing else that our Heavenly Father could do. Isn't that right? I know you're troubled, little man. I know you're troubled. I know every one of you is troubled. V, I can't say until he tells me. You believe, my brother? You believe you're in his presence? Would you like to be healed of that stomach trouble so you could go home and eat? Do you believe me to be God's prophet? Then go eat what you want to. God bless you. Come. Condition always causes that kind of trouble. Do you believe God heals you now? <laughs> God bless you. Go on your own. May the Lord bless you, my God bless you, my prayer. All right, come. Do you believe with all your heart? I do. Sir, you must. You're suffering with a disease that kills more people than anything else heart trouble. Do you believe? Will God heal you now? Do you believe it? You accept your healing, what he done at Calvary? 
The Lord bless thee, my brother, and make thee well, and extend thy days in Jesus Christ's name, I ask it. Amen. God bless you, my brother. Go rejoicing, and believe with all your heart. You want to get over those hemorrhoids, ladies, sitting there? You're crying and praying and wanting to get over them. And you believe that God will do it for you? You do? Something wrong with your legs, limbs sitting next to her there. Isn't that right, sister? Uh, the Holy Spirit's moving right over both of you right now if you just accept your healing. God bless you. Come, sir. Oh, you people. How can people sit in the Spirit of God moving in an audience? How can you hold your peace? Why can't you see the divine power of Almighty God moving? Have faith in God. You believe, my brother, with all your heart? You have you have a heart trouble and a stomach trouble. Is that right? You believe me to be God's prophet? Thank you, sir. I'm going to tell you your trouble then. You have something that you're trying to give up. You have a habit. And the habit's what's caused you to have both heart and stomach trouble. It's smoking cigarettes. Is that right? And give it up. Will you do it? God bless you. Go off the platform and be made well. God bless you. Thanks be to God. Don't come with sin on your conscience. You want to go with the arthritis, lady? Yes. Walk down to the end of this platform, stomp your feet up and down and say, Thank you, Lord. Come, lady. You think you could be healed of that tumor without an operation? You do? Then go off the platform saying, Thank you, Lord Jesus. I accept it right now in the name of You want me to lay your hand, my hands on you, don't you? Yes. God bless you. I pray that you'll grant it in Jesus. I'm not reading your mind, but I could tell you desire. How you got your desire. Go and thank God. Let's say thanks be to God. Oh, how wonderful. You want to go with the rupture sitting right there, sir? If you do, believe that God will give it to you. Accept it. You may have it. God bless you. All right. It's up to you. All right, come, sister. You believe? With all your heart? Got a lady's trouble that almost everyone has at your age. See, like that. It's been caused from the menopause. You have an asthmatic condition. It's causing you to take, is that right? Cough and everything you lay down at night. Now, you believe Jesus Christ is here. You believe you're in his presence. God bless you. Go then and may the Lord Jesus make you well. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come, ladies. You believe with all your heart as you're coming? You do? If God will reveal to me what's wrong with you, young woman, will you accept Jesus Christ as your healer? You suffer with a female trouble. Isn't that right? It causes a, a discharge. Isn't that true? It's an abscess. And it's dangerous. But if you believe now with all your heart, it'll leave you and never bother you no more. You accept it. God bless you. May the Lord bless you. In the name of Jesus, come, lady. Believe God will heal you without an operation. Believe He'll make you well. Now, you're, what you're wanting, you want me also to lay hands on you because you're taught that way, aren't you? Come here. Father, this point of contact, the woman's desire, like the woman said, if I could touch the hem of the garment of Christ, this woman has wanted me to lay hands upon her that this hideous demon called tumor would leave her. Breath of little girl in Jesus' name. God bless you, sister. Go rejoice. All right, come Believe with all your heart as you You believe that God will make you well? That's right. My, you're sick with many things. One thing is a kidney trouble that's bothering you so bad, causing a poison. Isn't that true? You believe he makes you whole now? Lord, I pray that you'll heal my sister, and I pray that it'll never bother her no more. May it leave her. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, Mother. Go on. It's, I just, see, it's not, not a whole.
hocus pocus. It's, it's just simple taking him at his faith, yes. at, his, at his word. Believe it is right. Yes. God bless you. Go and may the Lord bless you. Believe with all your heart. God will grant this thing to you. I see a great building standing before me. It's just standing here in midair, and I recognize it. It's a clinic. I've seen it many times, and it's Male Brothers Clinic. I see a woman entering in. She's sitting right there with a red coat on. Didn't you go to my old clinic, this lady? Stand to your feet just a minute. Let me see you. There's so much spirit between you and I. You see. That's right. Yes, sir. You you have something wrong in your side. Isn't that right? In the side. They don't know what it is. It's a growth, isn't it? The thing. That's caused from a pinched nerve. It's done that. It's a winding of nerve. Put your hand on your side. Raise your other hand up to God. Accept your healing. Lord Jesus, make her well. I pray that this lump will leave her side and she'll be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ, thy son, I ask it. Amen. God bless you, sister. Have faith in God. Don't doubt. Believe all things are possible to them that believe. You feeling better, sir? Wasn't you just healed here? There, there's something happened just in behind the man. Just a minute. There's a there's a lady sitting right there. This man's had stomach trouble, and there's a lady sitting right there with stomach trouble. You had a card and you just forgot that you you're scared to come to the platform too, aren't you? Won't you raise up and accept your healing? Believe with all your heart. You believe? If you do, God will make you all. Don't be scared. There's nothing to hurt you. If it don't, it's an abscess condition right in the pocket of the stomach. You can't live like that long. You know it. God bless you. You believe?